here we go. It's another big week in the NFL for the brand new Las Vegas Raiders. This is the Raiders Wire podcast, powered by USA Today Sports. Now your host, Ryan O'Leary and Raiders Wire editor Marcus Mosher. Okay, welcome to the program. We're exactly a week away from the NFL draft when this podcast drops, so that feels like an excellent time, Marcus, to take a look back at John Gruden's draft history since the Raiders oh. gave him that 10-year, $100 million contract, wouldn't you say? Yeah, this is going to be ugly, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but it's going to be a, a lot of fun. I think, like, with every team, there's some hits, there's some mm-hmm. misses going back to 2018, that first one. But I think this exercise kind of illustrates, number one, how important each draft class really is. And then number two, how important this upcoming one is for Gruden and Mayock and the team. And and we'll get into that for sure. sure. But what really sparked my interest in this topic was a story up on Raiders Wire this week that uh, reminded me that, or (laughs) reminded us all, that only three players from Gruden's first draft class are even on the Raiders roster anymore, Marcus, which is -hmm. is staggering. And one of them is a guy we talked about at length last week in Colton Miller. He was their first round pick. He's a, not only a starter, but he finally he got a second contract. When you go through that first draft that Gruden had in 2018, and you go through it and you look, you know, the second rounder, PJ Hall, defensive tackle, I think a, a, was considered a reach at the time. He's no longer on the <laughs> roster. Yep. Brandon Parker, an offensive tackle, still not a starter. He's on the roster, but not a starter. And then every pick after Parker, Arden Key, the defensive end, Nick yep. Nelson, the corner, a fourth rounder. Two picks in the fifth round, defensive tackle, Maurice Hurst, and then a punter, Johnny Townsend, a linebacker, Azeem Victor. All of those guys are no longer with the team but were drafted in 2018. Only the seventh rounder, Marcel Aitman, who's basically a practice squad guy, is yep, still around. Exactly. So you got nine draft picks, and three years later, you're left with one starter in Colton Miller, a reserve, and a practice squad guy. Yeah, it's really, really good that the Raiders hit on Colton Miller because otherwise, oof, this would be in the consideration for one of the worst draft classes by any team over the last decade. Miller is a franchise left tackle. Outside of that, it's been brutal. And, Ryan, what's what's fascinating is these guys are all supposed to still be on the rookie contracts, right? These are guys that should be contributing right now, but – P.J. Hall was released before the 2020 season started. Brandon Parker's never been a guy that's even really been in consideration to start. Arden Key has been a disaster. Nick Nelson was released two years ago. Maurice Hurst couldn't even make it to the fourth year of his rookie deal. It's bad. It's really, really bad. And I do think bringing on Mike Mayock in 2019 helped them with some of their day two and day three picks. But that 2018 draft is uh, looking worse and worse every day. (laughs) Yeah, and you know this is—it's ne- never fair to go and be like, "Well, who could we have picked?" You know, like instead of Colton oh, Miller, yes. who could we have picked? But there's some defensive studs in there, and we look at all the needs on defense right now. You look like guys picked right after uh, Miller, guys like Tremaine Edmonds and Derwin James and Jair Alexander from the mm-hmm. Packers, who's a freaking stud lockdown corner, and even like Van Der Esch, the outside linebacker for the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Like, I just feel find it kind of fascinating that all of these kind of really solid defensive players that are like core guys on their team right now were picked right after Colton Miller. And it's just like the, if the Raiders just would have picked one of those guys, right? Maybe you'd have a stud veteran guy in your defense right now, but it's just not the case. It's rough. But again, luckily Colton Miller is a fantastic left tackle. My problem is Ryan, 
the the guys that you drafted in the second, third round, I mean, there was a lot of talent there. Like PJ Hall was a guy from Sam Houston State that wasn't even considered a top 100 pick. Maybe not even a draftable guy before his pro day. Uh, they took him at pick 57. They took Brandon Parker at pick 65. And you just look at the next defensive players off the board. You know, Justin Reed, the safety from the Houston Texans, fantastic. Uh, Fred Warner went three picks later to the 49ers, an all-pro linebacker. Uh, I mean, it, there's just loaded uh, amounts of defensive talent that they just missed on on day two and day three, and that's really been the biggest problem with Gruden's drafting. Yeah, there was there's so many defensive names, and so it makes you wonder, Marcus, if Gruden just falls in love with the offensive guys and he can really hit on that side. But what about what about defense, right? Like, there's other guys on that board too, like. Darius Leonard from the Colts went in the second round. There's just like Jerome Baker's a really good linebacker from the Dolphins. Yeah. He went in the third round. So I don't know. There's just so many defensive players that are good and they're playing in the league right now and they're good. And the Raiders just missed on him. So you mentioned Mayock coming in in 2019. That's a great point because uh, Marcus, this draft class is bolstering the team right now. Thank God for this draft class because <laughs> yes. that's why you can absorb 2018 is because your 2019 class, Cleveland Farrell, Josh Jacobs, Jonathan Abram, Trayvon Mullen, Max Crosby. These guys are all starters, right? Or they're yep. they're playing prominent roles in your defense. Now, we can definitely talk about them taking Cleveland Farrell too high, and I think yep. they definitely did. Thank God they picked Max Crosby, who ended up being a stud, and you know he kind of made up for a little bit of that. And then if you were to redraft this class and maybe flip-flop Jacobs and Farrell, you can maybe make a case. J- Josh Jacobs ends up being kind of a stud in this mm-hmm. class too, so... There's a couple different ways you can go with that, but Foster Moreau, the tight end, he's still on the team. Hunter Renfro, yeah. he's a starting wide receiver. Isaiah Johnson, he's a, a corner who the jury's still out, but he's still on the team. It's not like he's gone. Only the seventh round pick in that class is gone, Quentin Bell, right? Um, who's now yeah. on the Bucks. So they've got a lot of players in that class. The jury's still out on a lot of them, Marcus, but they still have these guys on the roster. And, and I'll even add another name, Alex Ingold, their fullback that they signed as an undrafted free agent yeah. rookie. Uh, one of the best fullbacks in the league. So uh, the first round of this draft, having three picks at 4, 24, and 27, to be honest, Ryan, I think it's still kind of a disaster. You should be getting, at the very least, two cornerstone players that are, you know, basically at a Pro Bowl level, especially when you're drafting at four. And I think we're wondering if Cleveland Farrell and Jonathan Abram are even going to start this year. That's how that's how bad it's been right now. Yeah. And then even Josh Jacobs, who is fantastic when he's healthy, but the Raiders went out and signed Kenyon Drake because I think they wanted more big plays. They wanted somebody who was a little bit more durable. So as good as Josh Jacobs has been, there's even been some flaws there. But um, I think if we're being honest, I think here's what's happening. I think John Gruden is picking the guys early in the draft. And then Mike Mayock in the scouting department, they're in charge of day two and day three. And that's really where this draft is good. Mullen, Max Crosby, Foster Moreau, Hunter Renfro, or they're all starters or important role players. Those four players are saving this draft. Uh, and it's a, a big reason why this team was at least somewhat competitive last year. Now, we've talked about Farrell a little bit in the past. Um, is that the biggest blunder still to you, Marcus, is taking him number four when you know you could have had Devin White, Devin Bush, Ed Oliver, like one of these other guys, yeah. you know, is that the biggest blunder or is it Abram who was, as we've, as we've talked about PFF's worst graded safety or the yeah, fact that you did yeah. take a running back at 24 when there's other guys on the board, like Montez Sweat, who you guys talked about on Raiders Wire, mm-hmm. like, 
What do you think about that? Where was the biggest blunder in 2019? Yeah, I think it was Cleveland Farrell. And it's, again, it's not any of his fault. He, he wasn't forced to be the pick at number four. And I think once he was drafted inside the top five, the expectations changed because, you know, before that draft, a lot of people were assuming that Farrell was somebody who could, you know, be in the pickets in the twenties or maybe even the thirties. And if, if things got really crazy, maybe he would sneak up into the teens. Well, now the Raiders picking him at four, the expectation is, Hey, you need to be a double digit sack guy right away. And that's just not who he is. He's a solid starter. That's a good run defender that you can move around the defensive line. You just don't pick that player at number four. You need an all pro franchise cornerstone type of player. Uh, and they just missed. I, I'm sure, Ryan, if they would have passed on Farrell there, he probably would have been available to them at pick 24. They could have grabbed him there. They could have grabbed Josh Jacobs at pick number 27. And this draft is looking a whole heck of a lot better if you go with Ed Oliver or Devin White or Devin Bush or Josh Allen or a number of different names there. Or Josh Allen. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Uh, that's painful. How do you pick a guy at number four that could have been there at the end? Of that That's a that's a tough one. So yeah, it's, well, I think it's one of the biggest one of the biggest draft reaches we've seen in the last decade. Which stunner will we see? Will it be the Raiders in 2021? <laughs> we'll have to figure that out. But now we get into 2020 and maybe what this all means for 2021. We'll get into that coming up next. All right, Marcus, continuing this conversation with a quote from Mike Mayock right before that 2020 draft that I pulled. Um, quote, what's intriguing about our picks this year? He's talking about the 2020 draft class. Uh, obviously, I'm very thankful to have two first-round picks, but we have three in the third. And that, to me, three picks in the third is just like stealing. If we're doing our jobs the right way, hopefully, that's three more starters. So Mayock and definitely <laughs> the Raiders believe they came into that 2020 uh, draft with um, with a haul of picks, a chance to get a lot of starters. And this this is looking like a bust of a draft. Uh, I mean, it really is. It, it, this has got like 2018 potential. Now, you, you drafted Henry Ruggs with pick number 12 overall. We've talked about Ruggs. I mean, you passed up. First receiver drafted. Yes. Yep. yep. You passed up all those guys. Justin Jefferson, C.D. Lamb. Go down the list. There's a lot of really good wide receivers. And instead, you got a guy in Ruggs that's a burner. And yes, defenses have to account for that thing. But he's just not the all-around stud yet. I think he'll be fine, but yeah. he's not a number one receiver. Yeah. And when you're drafting the number one receiver in maybe one of the best wide receiver drafts in NFL history, you can't take just a part-time complimentary player at 12. Exactly. Yeah, that's exactly right. And then so the other pick in round one, Damon Arnett from Ohio State looks good on paper, but mm. he has really, I don't know, he hasn't really played, right? He, he's he only played in nine games last year. Gruden even called it a disappointing rookie season for him. So like it's kind of like you were saying with that previous draft class, just like not what you expect to get at a number 19 overall. That's this should be a surefire starter. And we just don't know, right? With our net, we're hoping that he becomes that guy, but we're not sure about him. No, I mean, I think there's a good chance that he's not even starting at all this year, despite how bad their secondary is. Uh, I mean, he dealt with he dealt with wrist injuries last year, dealt with COVID. He just was never really healthy. And even then, Gruden and Mayock both kind of questioned his work ethic and weight room, uh, you know, commitment. So a lot of questions for Arnett, who had a lot of questions coming out of Ohio State about his maturity. Now, I had to share the quote from Mayock because he talked about the third oh round gosh. and how it was stealing. And this is where it gets really weird last year, right? So with pick number th- uh, number 80 in the third round, their first third round pick, and they actually picked back-to-back, number 80 and number mm-hmm. 81, 
They have uh, they they draft Lynn Bowden Jr., who I think Marcus. We were talking about Gruden. He loves his project players. This was a project yep. player, right? A kid who did it all: quarterback, running back, receiver, kick returner in college. Clearly, Gruden's like, oh, we're gonna turn this kid into a weapon. Uh, well, uh, he didn't make it out of camp, right? He got traded out of camp after they- seven practices. <laughs> yeah, yep. seven. He, he made it through seven practices before the Raiders were like, you know what? Let's move on. We're good. <laughs> they, they they saw him for like two minutes and were like, now we're trading him. Yep. So they trade him to the Dolphins. Uh, so and they get a fourth rounder back, and they also gave up what a, a conditional Six. sixth. Yeah, yeah. So yep, whatever. So like they yep. admitted defeat on that one. And and you pick a kind of a wide receiver hybrid running back guy when you already drafted rugs and never mind that they double down by picking Brian Edwards another wide receiver mm-hmm. at number eighty one so what do you think about that in real time when they just kept on picking these wide receivers it's kind of wild the Bowden one never really made sense to me because you just drafted Josh Jacobs a year before that you just drafted Henry Ruggs Bowden was really making the transition from college quarterback to maybe running back. I know Greg Olson, the offensive coordinator was talking about maybe having him throw a couple passes a game uh, and for him to get cut after seven practices or get, excuse me, get traded after seven practices um, tells you what they kind of thought about him once they got him on the field. So that one was ugly. Brian Edwards, I still think is a good player. And I think he's going to be a starting receiver for this team in 2021. So I think he is somebody that they maybe stole in that draft. There was some injury concerns, and that's why he fell. But I'm 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 still really happy with that pick uh, in the third round. Yeah, he was looking like the best rookie they had right last mm-hmm. year before he got banged up. So yeah, so there's some potential there with Edwards. But it was just interesting how they keep doubling down on that position. And then in round three, pick number 100. I, I can't remember if they traded up with the Patriots or had already acquired that pick. So maybe you can help me there. But they draft uh, Tanner Muse, a safety out of Clemson who's kind of a hybrid, right? He's kind of a yep. big safety linebacker type and kind of like Arnett. We don't know. We just haven't seen him play enough. So he's another question mark. <laughs> uh, Tanner Mewis. So he, he is another one who made it through about three practices and he was so bad in practice that the Raiders wink, wink, had him get foot surgery. So he would be out for the year so they could stash him because otherwise he would not have made the roster. Uh, it was just, it, it was so rough in the transition from safety to linebacker that they really didn't know what to do with them. He's supposedly going to be a hundred percent for camp this year, but I, as we stand right here, Ryan, I would be shocked if he makes the roster. So you have, you have five picks in the top 100 of that 2020 draft class, right? And that, mm-hmm. those are valuable picks. Those top 100 picks, right? That's what we talk about. You know, how many picks do you have in the top 100? That's always a big talking point. And you probably have one legit starter in, in Henry Ruggs. Right. I mean, that's, yeah. And a fringe guy in Arnett. We don't know. And the rest that's are just and maybe, not great. Yeah. Maybe Edwards. Right. The the wide receiver. Maybe he catches on. But he's still kind of competing with Willie Sneed for your number four wide receiver role, for being honest. But a team that but a team that needed so much defensive help to have five picks inside the top 100 and not really get it and only get maybe complimentary parts of your offense. Uh, that's that's very concerning. So you get nothing from 2018, basically, besides Colton Miller. Mm-hmm. Um, you miss quite a bit in 2019, but you got a bunch of guys that are playing key roles for you from that 2019 class. And now in 2020, we, we and I think we can all agree, that was a bust. There was just a lot of yep. head-scratching moves in that one. So, I mean, I'm not sure there was a great pick at all in there. So a week before the draft, Marcus... I don't know how you can't you can't be on edge as a Raiders fan. Like I just feel like this is great theater. Number one, this I mean draft yep. day for Raiders fans yep. is great that you never know what's coming. 
but there's a lot of man you got eight selections four in the top 80 you got back-to-back picks in the middle of the third again this year right two more picks in that third round there's just there's pressure on them they've got to hit on they've missed on too many picks over the last three years to whiff again here marcus there's there's a lot of pressure on the raiders going into this one i think yeah and i think the difference between like this draft compared to last year's is I think last year's needs were pretty defined. We knew they were going to go wide receiver and cornerback with their two first-round picks. It was just, who who were they going to take and what was the order that they were going to do it? This year, Ryan, they could go in a number of different directions. They could easily take an offensive tackle in round one. They could easily take a pass rusher. They need linebacker help. They need interior defensive line help. They don't have a safety. We talked the last two episodes about you and I maybe trying out for safety for the Raiders. So they can go in a number of different directions. They could easily just sit there at number 17 and take the best player available. But we know how the Raiders operate. That's that's not the way it's going to work. It's going to be a surprise. I'm sure they're going to shock us, and I can't wait. So who's the surprise player, Marcus? This is our last uh, podcast before the draft. What's your prediction? What do you think the Raiders ultimately do at number 17? We don't have to go through the whole draft board, but that's do you have fun. a surprise name for me, or do you think it's going to be Vera Tucker, the, the O-lineman? What do you think? Yeah, I do think it's going to be an offensive lineman, somebody that can play right tackle. I know Elijah Vera Tucker is somebody who's got a lot of buzz. Maybe Christian Darasa if he falls. Uh, you could even see a Samuel Cosme from Texas, but that's not who I think they're going to go with. We know that Mike Mayock and John Gruden love big school players. We know that they love athletes. I think Alex Leatherwood, who's not really being mocked in the first round right now, the left tackle from uh, the Alabama, I think he's going to be the pick. He can slide in and play right tackle. He can play guard if needed. Uh, a bunch of starts under his belt. I think he's probably the favorite right now to be the pick at number 17. Love it. A guy no one has mocked in the first round going to the Raiders at 17. That's perfect, Marcus. Just absolutely perfect. I can't wait for it to happen. You guys heard, you heard, heard it here first. Oh, so tremendous. So uh, so there's Marcus Mosher right there. Hey, Marcus, enjoy the draft, my man. should be fun. You too, Ryan. Enjoy it. This USA Today Sports Podcast has been presented by USA Today's Sports Media Group and is available in your favorite podcast store. Make sure to subscribe for weekly updates, the latest fantasy picks from Corey Bonini, and the Huddle Podcast, Inside the Weekly Line, with Sportsbook Wire's Jeff Clark and Eston McLaren, and the Bet Slippin' Podcast. We'll see you again next week.